At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's time to do the show. I mean, chew the dough with Aaron and Danae. Streaming on Monday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Time for the show to begin, so let's listen in. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, it's Aaron and Danae. That's like it's when you do a fanfare when there's like a big announcement to make. Oh. That's appropriate, right? That was an appropriate start to the show. I love your harmonization. And the fact that you don't even try to do any kind of trumpet sound. You're no. Like, <laughs> no, I'm the harmonica. Okay, try to do a trumpet this time. Okay. <laughs> it's a nose. When I, when I said try, <laughs> I meant make some sort of actual attempt. Okay, okay I'll do it. <laughs> you're the best because you're one of those kind of people that if you know you're not going to get it right, you just make it as silly as possible. So I was actually trying. You were not trying. No, I was. Listen, just- if you're going to make a trumpet noise, <laughs> you don't open your mouth completely wide open. See, I was like, what do I Here's do? Here's how I make a trumpet. <laughs> Does that sound like a trumpet, guys? How do I do it? Teach me. You just put your lips together and you like vibrate your lips. (laughs) Not like an elephant. Okay. That's more elephant. Like let them loose. Yeah, get them looser. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's better. This is the best. This is, this is why we do what we do. Welcome to uh, this episode of Shoe the Dough. It is going to be special. We do have an announcement. We're going to wait till the end to kind of do the announcement of, uh, of what we're thinking, what's going on. How dare you for skipping ahead and finding yeah. out the news. Yeah, go, we can't stop you. Go ahead. Do whatever you want to do. Skip ahead to... Welcome to the future where you're listening to the news. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, well, we like to kick things off with just kind of what's going on in our lives. What do you got for story time, Danae? Um, I... Don't have a lot for story time today. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I had I had some time that I could have probably spent thinking about that. But I went to go visit a friend today that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. So maybe I should talk about something that she's doing. Well, yeah, whatever, whatever's on your brain, whatever's going on in your life. So she is obsessed with the Instapot. Do you know what that is? I, it sounds like a, a really quick way to grow marijuana. Nope. Okay. Mm-mm. I can see why you think that. Sure. But no. Like instant oatmeal. Right. You know? Right. No. Nope. It's your instant pot. It's a pot of like like a that you put food and stuff into. Yeah. It's a pressure cooker. Okay. It's a pressure cooker that has it's been digitized where you just push buttons and then your meal is done quickly or your yogurt is done quickly. Like what? you can make your own yogurt now. Like with this in a in a in a pressure pot in, in a pressure cooker. Interesting. Anyway, so she is absolutely obsessed and she's been cooking nonstop for several days 
Um, and since December 3rd has not eaten out once, she's done all of her meals in this pressure cooker and mm. she's just like going crazy with it. So my prediction is that when I go back over to her house in a few months, she'll have three or four pressure cookers going all at the same time. And she said that's actually accurate. She's looking for the next two she's going to buy. But I'm, now I've got this thing in my head that I also need one. It's Be- not uncommon. Because if you see something your you know a good friend loves. I mean, it's it's pretty common. My mom loves her pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. My friend loves hers, and so now I'm thinking this would be smart for me. And what I liked that she told me is that like her sister, who also got an Instapot, mm-hmm. went home, put the ingredients in the pot, and by the time she finished winding down from work, changing her clothes, and getting comfortable for the evening, her dinner is done. And it was kind of like a crock pot thing where it yeah, usually takes like five a, or yeah, six usually hours. Usually a crock pot, you're going to have to leave sitting for the day. You got to do that before you leave. But this work. is instant hmm. pressure cooking stuff. And so it tastes an, delicious. It's an instant crock pot. But or yeah. you know what I would call that? Like an Instapot. It, that's that's what it's called. That would make sense. Although no, totally it, it. very confused people think that it's instant marijuana. But that's what? not what it is. I would have never thought that. I know, that's right? That's hilarious. I know. Uh, so, so are you going to yeah. get one? I think I am. I think we're going to put it. We have a grocery home budget. And usually like on the home side, it's things we need that we just haven't picked up yet. And then like more supplies. But I think if I like squeeze that, I can probably save up for an Instapot okay. inside that. Oh, cool. So I'm going to go look and see how much they are right now, though. So while you talk about whatever you're going to do, my I'm going to find out. My wife wants um, an industrial mixer. She oh. really wants it. She likes to bake cookies, those kind of things. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of in a bind because I really want to lose weight. But I also want her to be happy. But if she gets that thing, man, there's going to be cookies all over the place all the time. Dough everywhere. Dough everywhere. Whoa. They're like 120 bucks. Yeah. For an Instapot. Yeah. Industrial mixers are a couple hundred bucks. This is my goodness. Well, maybe I'll wait a little longer for one. (laughs) This is 140, 160, $235. There you go. That's. What you do that is so important, you? You just told me everything it does that's so important. It makes now cake. Now all of a sudden you don't like it. It makes cake, Aaron. Does it? Mm-hmm. It just, you tell it? Yeah. Hey, goo-goo. <laughs> it's listening. Hey, goo-goo. Make cake. <laughs> I don't think Google's going to make you some cake. My apologies. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Google doesn't understand how to make cake. Uh, I'm. I just voted for my Critics Choice Awards oh, right before yeah. we started. Yeah, just got the email. So, so how how was that whole? Because you actually get screeners for mm-hmm. months before this, and yeah. basically your life before you vote in the Critics Choice Awards is just constant movie watching. Mostly before we do the nominations. Between nominations and the awards, it's a little because I don't. You know, I've already seen all the movies, right. so it's really you know getting ready for the the nominations. But but yeah, just got the official ballot, and you know. Went through and picked all my picks, and then Thursday we'll see who wins, and I'll be Ooh. there. And how how are you usually? So this is your fourth year, fifth, fifth year. It's my fifth Critics Choice Awards. Yeah. And how have yours? I think it's five votes stacked up with. Oh, it's hit or miss. Okay. Um, I like last year. I think I picked. I voted for the same thing that ended up winning the you know big award. Which one was it last year? Best picture. Um, do you remember? La La Land. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think La La Land won Best Picture at Critics' Choice over Moonlight. And we didn't read the card wrong at our <laughs> awards. <laughs> yeah, guys. Whoever's but out there that, listening. That may actually be the only one that with you got? the main award that I voted in in line with what won. So, I don't think I will be in line with what, what wins this year. 
what is what is your vote this year? Uh, can, can I ask you? Or yeah, no, no, oh, okay. that's fine. I think I'm allowed. I don't think there's any reason I couldn't say. Um, I voted for Lady Bird uh, as best picture of Lady the year. Boyd. Lady Boyd. What is Lady Bird? Uh, I think you would really like it. Is that the mom daughter movie? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, you can. Nope. Oh, it's like a Marley and Me thing. No, it'd I don't want to go cry. It'll be good for you. You really? will laugh so much. Will I? Yeah. Okay. Who should I go with? Um, all the people. Probably not your mom. No. Or maybe maybe your mom. Maybe that's the thing to do. Maybe you and your mom should watch Lady Bird some night. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, with your recommendation, I'll do it. How's your mom feel about like swear words? Um, I'm her daughter. <laughs> so I feel like she might be prepared. <laughs> okay, because there's lots of swearing in it. I just, you know. There have been there have been lots of swears in my life at times. Yeah. So I think she's fine. And she still loves you. She still loves me. <laughs> so Yeah, I think so no, I think that. she can in all seriousness, I think she can easily, you know. I it, just I throw that out there a lot of times because anytime I give a recommendation, there are certainly certainly with people who listen to us, uh, you know, there there are people who you know, are we not wouldn't recommend it. Correct. To. Gotcha. Um, one of my friends, I, I love this example, but one of my friends talks about waiting in line mm-hmm. and some movies just aren't worth the wait in line for mm-hmm. him. Like you think about like a roller coaster. Right. Is it worth the two hours you're going to wait in line? And every time he hears a swear word, it's another minute in line, so to speak. Oh, and the, gotcha. so the movie just isn't worth the wait you know, in line. How many, so to speak. how many waiting in lines is this movie then? I think for, I've kind of figured it out. I think for him somewhere around like the 30 to 40 F bomb range. That's a lot. He starts to get like, That's yeah, a lot. Maybe it's more like in the, the 10 to 15. That hmm. seems, that seems more accurate. Well, sometimes they can be distracting. I, I feel like, and this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but in sure. mo- in movies, sometimes I feel like it's distracting because it doesn't fit with the movie. It's right. like they're that's, just that's doing it. That's the whole it. thing for me. It has to feel authentic. It, they're, they're, they're just cussing to cuss. Yes. And I don't like that. And I, I agree. I don't like that in life. And I don't like that with, if I have friends that just do that, that would bother me too. But in well, general, just, the, people, a- the people I know in real life who have a... Vocabulary, expanded vocabulary of cur- that have that involve curses. They mm-hmm. use them. I feel appropriately when when it happens, and I feel like if I curse, when I curse, Lord, please forgive me <laughs> if I'm being offensive. But when it happens, I feel like it's because it's just an expression of me. It's not like I'm just trying to be rude, right? You you feel like you're doing it purposefully, like you're choosing to make it as an emphasis or something like that. It depends on the moment. Mm. I have I have let See, I slip I, just... I have let slip a couple of very intense curse words at very interesting times. One of them in the middle of a prayer meeting. <laughs> That's true. You've told that story. So that was maybe the most awkward one. But I was really mad at the devil at the time, so I felt like I mean, it was just this righteous anger, and the only word that I could think of to describe my emotion was a colorful word. I understand. I so. mean, I'm I am not a swearer. Um, I, you know, it's, I don't have the practice. <laughs> like I just, I never grew up using those words. I was very aware of slang, uh, and not using slang at all. But I will say this, I am on record as saying it's all, it's all language. It's all words in the purposeful way you use your words, understanding the culture and community you're in mm-hmm. is valuable. It's valuable not to say those words in certain, you know, and mm-hmm. it's certain it's valuable to say words in certain instances. But I think it has so much to do with your, it's your the, character. It's your character, if the Aaron, intent of your if, heart. If you jumped into a conversation and just started slinging around f bombs, <laughs> nobody would believe you. <laughs> They'd be like, "What is wrong? Who are you trying to impress?" Because <laughs> that's just not you. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, 
as you probably know, uh, Shoe the Dough is recorded in front of a live internet audience, and we do have a chat stream that kind of mm-hmm. goes on. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, Lynn agrees I need to watch Ladybird. Yeah. Uh, and BDG agrees that if there's a reason for it, it's not a big deal, and that there are some movies that have been inappropriate with their use of f bombs because it didn't match the character. Yeah. So. And I and I I think there probably is a line for everyone where it's like okay enough, like you know just stop. <laughs> you don't you don't need to go further than that. I miss these longer conversations. I like them. These longer chitty chats. Uh, the other thing um, that that's going on in my world, mm-hmm. beside the, you know, voting on the awards and in the van, in the van, which we talked about in the pre-show, didn't we? Talk about the we van. did talk about the van in the pre-show. That's so right. if you are supporting us on Patreon, I think it's like three bucks a month, and you get access to all of our bonus stuff, including our pre-shows, our patron-only pre-shows. You can hear our conversation. Now, you know, it might seem like it's not that interesting because it's about a van. It's amazingly interesting. <laughs> so, But the other thing that's going on in my world is uh, lots of poker. I am watching so much poker these days. It is so, like, I, you're roll- Danae is rolling her eyes. And I do not blame her. I do not blame Danae for rolling her eyes. I don't blame you for rolling your eyes. I, I, I know I'm weird. No, I no, know no. I'm there, strange. No, I, Aaron, like, it stop is, it. There is a there is a major part of the population that leaned in whenever you said. I that. don't think major. I don't think major. There is a major ten percent of twelve. Two, <laughs> there, there are twelve people that have leaned in. My I'll, husband, I'll go with, uh, maybe twelve. My husband being one of them. Um, I am loving where. Um, poker tournaments are going for spectator reasons. Um, they're to the moon. They they're doing like shot clocks now, where the players have to act in a certain amount. They have thirty seconds before they make their decision, so things are moving so much quicker, and it's beautiful. It's wonderful, and there's more strategy because they actually have a few times they can say, "Okay, I want more time to think." Is that like um, chess? Like speed chess? Yeah, it does. It makes it. Yes, exactly. It gives it because like chess, poker is a thinking game. But in order to really watch it and make. Yeah. Is it a thinking game? Oh, my goodness. Yes. No, you look at your cards. You're like, these are terrible. And you put them down. (laughs) Uh, You want to play poker with me and take my money, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) That's why I don't play poker. (laughs) So uh, so anyways, I've been watching a lot of live stream and there's a great tournament going on right now. Final tables today and my favorite poker players playing. So I'm kind of geeked up about that. Because uh, that's happening later today, so well, I that's kind of what's going on. I in my hope world. your person does the Daniel stuff. Daniel Negreanu, he retweeted me yesterday. Oh Daniel my retweeted goodness. me. Stop the presses! I just I sent some encouragement to him and told him he was playing really well, and he retweeted it and thanked me. What a cool guy! What a cool guy! He's the best. He's about to win seven million dollars today. So, well, I hope he uses that money well, like to support. Podcast shoe the dough networks. podcast <laughs> the studio dna podcast network um you ready to shoe this dough i'm ready all right so we are gonna make that big announcement later but first <laughs> from the corners of the globe if a globe had corners would come interesting facts and things that happen to be called news and so we will peruse the news i still can't do the trumpet take that mr lip trumpeter how do you that was pretty good my lips didn't do anything that was that was really good i feel like we need a little bit of a little bit of congratulations (laughs) thank you oh you guys are too kind too kind all right you want to kick us off yes um 
I was interested in this one. A man in Illinois has been ordered to stop offering homeless shelter from the cold, and it's getting some attention nationally. Yeah, every once in a while I'll see one of these stories where it sounds like the rules are hindering good works. And that's what I wanted to kind of chat about. Because it's a situation here. Mm -hmm. Apparently, this guy has worked with homeless before. He has a big heart for trying to take people in off of the streets, either through a business model that he was involved in previously, or in this case, his home. And when the weather turned cold, what he described as, this is it's so cold it could kill you. Mm -hmm. And the shelters were not opening because it wasn't the next level cold. Because they changed maybe some regulations about what was technically cold enough to open up the shelters for people to come into. Mm -hmm. So he went out and rounded up the homeless and um, brought them into his personal living space. And I guess maybe it was the, either the previous year or previously in history, he had done this and he had been shut down. And they're like, you can't do this. You don't have the right regulations for your house mm. to do this. So he went and read the city ordinance and there was an ord- and there's a an allowance for uh, sleepovers. So he called them <laughs> wow. sleepovers. So he brought games and sleeping bags and he had everything kind of set up to where it, you know, was a homeless sleeping party, basically, um, in his basement. But the issue is that his basement does not meet regulations. Like, Ugh. So the windows are too small. If there was a need for people to get out, they couldn't get out in case of a fire. So mm-hmm. there's hazards and other things like that that make the capacity for having people over, it's too dangerous. And so, like, that's the conversation is... I understand what the city is saying, but then if these people are out in the streets and don't have anywhere to go and someone wants to take care of them, why can't there be some kind of a middle ground? Here? Boy, that's tough. How do you find that middle ground? Because I completely get both sides. 100% get the city side. 100% get this guy's side. Um, I think I would err on the side of human life. Um, I think personally, you know, that's that's the way to go. But at the same time, as soon as you do that, other people take advantage of it mm-hmm. for not, you know, not saving someone's life, but because they just want to have a party and have too many people in a space and endanger people's lives because, you know, there's not, you know, it's the same with like a fire code or something like there are reasons these rules exist. Uh, it sounds like they're trying to work together, or at least they're trying to figure out, you know, he's trying to figure out a way to be able to do it with you know still fitting in the laws so i hope that he can redirect his frustration with not being able to help somebody now because it's not like if he was working on this problem in the summertime is one thing but to have all this stuff happening in the winter time when you're saying you can't have people over at your house they've got to go back out in the cold that's not the right time to have the conversation you know what I'm saying? Like, because mm-hmm. there's an immediate need. So maybe whenever the temperatures are warmer and you're not as concerned. I mean, of course, in the in the summertime, there's heat issues as well. So I guess springtime is when people really need to be <laughs> having open and honest conversations and discussions about how to change city ordinances. And it makes it just made me wonder about our own cities. You know, if we wanted to do something and even just have a party of kids over that you have to think about those types of regulations. So, I didn't even think about it's that. It's so complex, too. You know what I mean? Like, there's so... there. Even beyond that, there's the complexity of who are these people? Why are they in the situation they're in? What is the best way to actually help them? Uh, is the best way to, you know... It is the best way to keep them alive, to give them warmth. Mm-hmm. But what's the best way to help them long-term? These are, these are not easy answers. And so, you know, it's... 
uh, it, it becomes difficult because yes, he's he's keeping these people alive, and that's valuable and important because all human life is. But at the same time, what needs to happen beyond that? Like those are the bigger conversations, the more complex conversations. Where's personal responsibility and and our responsibility and when the state's responsibility and like how do all those things, the government, our personal sense of moral responsibility and somebody's personal sense of personal responsibility to do something about their situation, where do all those things mesh? What's the Venn diagram look like? You know what I mean? It's just really complex. It is complex. And in the middle, you've got somebody who's like, hi, I don't have a house. Can I just like sleep someplace safe and warm tonight? That would yeah. be great. But it, yes, in, but just saying that right there, you are putting your assumptions on this person who needs a place to say you are embodying. This is my version of who that person would be. And it's never that simple. You know, it's an actual human being who has a story, who has mm-hmm. a life, who has, you know, and to simplify it like that is fine because, you know, life and death seems pretty black and white, you know, seems pretty simple. Uh, and it is, but at the same time, it's it's more complex than that overall. Right. You know, that person has a story. They came from somewhere. Something has happened, you know, uh, and it may not just be, hey, I need a place to stay. It may be I'm dealing with mental issues. I'm dealing with physical issues. I'm, You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's not easy. And I think from each of us have to find our way to interact in a very difficult world you know, with a lot of things. And that's what I try to do even when the government decides to do things is to say that doesn't relieve me of my responsibility to right. see the world around me and act where I can act. So good point. It's 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 rough. You know, it's it's not the same as like the discuss. It's a little different than the discussion of, oh, no, our church can't have a potluck anymore because we have to have an actual industrial you know kitchen to, yep. you know, to actually serve food. That's a little bit different. You know, lives aren't at stake there. It's, kind it's of, still annoying. It's still in the pl- same playground, but you it's know. still frustrating. It still makes no sense. But well, it, ha, see again, it's more complex than that. You don't want I people trust getting sick. my church group <laughs> to not be sneezing into the food, or actually, I don't. I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. Man, potlucks. Whew, some good stories about those growing up. Really? Oh man, some of those dishes. Like what is this? <laughs> <laughs> is that a finger? It's, it's like it's like. <laughs> did you just like throw all your leftovers from the past month into a pan and bring it here to feed it to people? So yeah, no, I I that's a great thing to talk about though. I love those kind of discussions. Just to think about those things, and each of us have to you know kind of act on our own. Um, mine is not that serious. Uh, I'm excited because it's CES week. So Ooh, one of my prayers the news consumer yes. early no. Sriracha. The E is the easy part. Easy? <laughs> Consumer easy show. <laughs> Electronics. Oh, that's right. I can never remember. Uh, LG has invented a rollable television. It is an actual thing now. They had a prototype a couple years ago, and now they actually have a working model. Gone are the days when you were excited to see a TV rolling in on a tray in school, and you knew that it was VHS watch of movie day. <laughs> Now, right. when the teacher totes a duffel bag with a rolled up TV mm-hmm. looking like a yoga mat thing and unveils it on the wall, yeah. that's when you get excited. So part of the technology that makes this possible are OLED screens. OLED. Uh, OLED screens because they're so thin. And so if you make them thin and flexible, they just roll up like a map. 
And you put them in a tube and you bring them with you. What blew my mind is that they are put up on the wall with magnets. Yeah, because they're so light. You don't need to mount them, really. You just put some magnets inside your wall at the four corners. And then you sit and you just, and you just will it to turn on <laughs> with your with your brain with your power. Brain, no, that's the next step. <laughs> Actually, that kind of exists now, too. There are ways to use brainwaves to interact with electric devices. I know. It's, it's really kind of interesting. Yeah. It really I mean, is. it's not, it's not, it's not like you can't tell it, oh, go to this channel, that kind of stuff, but you can do kind of the turn on, yeah, on off kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Scratch my back. <laughs> is that, is that how you want to use telepathic? Yeah. Electronic control. You use telepathy on me. I did use telepathy on you. Inadvertently. I didn't, man, that was weird. Unintentionally. You want to tell that story? That was weird. You tweeted about it. I did. It was like I didn't one tweet of the, the highlights. Details, though. Of your last year, you said. It was amazing. We were on a trip uh, and had stopped to get something to eat at Chick-fil-A, I think. Mm -hmm. And you went in to get the food. And uh, as you had left, I I thought, man, I really want a Chick-fil-A cookie. Now, granted, I've never ordered a cookie at Chick-fil-A. Ever. Right? And And I've never bought one. And you've never bought one. But I'm in there. I I didn't say a word to you. Nope, nope. I'm in there and I'm ordering and she gets the end. She's like, is there anything else? And I was like, nope, wait, hold on. And I glance up and I feel like I want something sweet. And I look up and I'm like, hmm, I think, yeah, cookie. Make that two cookies. So wild. And I came back out with the food. And it was like you had seen a ghost. No, it literally blew my, like it changed the way I view the world. Like I was like, wait a second. How is this even a thing that's happening right now? It was pretty cool. At first, I just thought you were excited that I got you a cookie. (laughs) But it was more than that. That's my general reaction to any kind of cookie. You went, oh, what? (laughs) What? Are you kidding? And I'm like, yeah, I got you a cookie. And you're like, I was just thinking that. So, no telepathic devices at CES, but there is a rollable television, so I find that supremely interesting. Man, I love I love technology. I love technology. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that? It's the best you see. Isn't that from Napoleon Dynamite? Do you not remember that? I don't, I don't hardly remember movies I saw oh, okay. yesterday. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that must have seemed really random to you then. <laughs> yeah. So much for reading my mind. <laughs> Experiment fail. Uh, my next one is a distiller makes booze out of wine spat out by strangers at a tasting event. Oh, yeah, because wine tasters spit. So an Australian distiller has taken the concept of recycling to a whole new level by taking the spat out wine at a wine tasting conference and turning it into a spirit aptly named Kissing a Stranger. I totally get how disgusting this is to 99.9% of the population. Can I just tell you? It doesn't bother me. That no, it doesn't bother me. Uh, it it turns my stomach. I just know, and I get it. It's supposed it. to. It's supposed to turn your. I just. I don't. I'm just not scared of germs. Like I don't. Like I. I don't want to necessarily go around kissing everybody, but I. You know, I have kissed plenty of people in my life. You know, it's not. I mean, it's just it's saliva. You know. Oh, so there's nothing wrong with it. Peter is. I think I'm gonna say Bignall is his last name. Um, of Tasmanian Belgrove Distillery. He was at this conference. He says, "I hate waste. Absolutely hate waste." <laughs> and there's this bucket in the middle of the room with all these dregs of the wine that had everybody spitting into it. And so I said, if I took that wine and I took and I distilled it and brought it back next year, who would drink it? And he says, "I think everybody's hand went up." Oh, nice. Which 
in the moment, maybe, yeah. But then you bring it back the next year, I'm sure the hands are quiveringly like, Ugh. Well, there's a secondary part of the reason this doesn't bother me, which is he's distilling it again. Like, you know, it's going through another process of distillery. So Is that is that dispitting, too? Because I don't know how distillery works. Despitting. <laughs> right? Because this is... In my world, I'm pretending it gets rid of all the yucky stuff. I don't know what that. I don't know the process of distilling I don't well enough to understand how this. But works. you're dealing with alcohol, right? But like you're dealing with something that is already fights bacteria. And there's two things. There's three things. There's the there's the bacteria. There's the chunky bits, mm-hmm. which I'm sure they took out. In fact, it says in here um, that they removed bits of Bicky's cheese and um, some weird beer. <laughs> Bickies? Bickies. I don't know what that means. I don't either. I apologize if that's cussing. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, but the other thing, the third thing is the, the flavor. I can't imagine all these different people drinking all these different kinds of wine and spitting it into a bucket and then taking that and making it into a, a drinkable beverage. It's very disturbing. We, uh, we had, I, I traveled in a group that went to schools and did sketches and those kind of things uh, for a while. And one of the sketches we did was we would hand a, a piece of bubble gum to the entire front row, about, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, 30 people or whatever, 30 okay. of these high schoolers. And then we would collect their gum for, that would be the first skit. And then when it got to the second one, we would collect all that gum they were chewing into one big ball, uh-huh. and then I would chew it. <gasps> and how many people would pass out? <laughs> they thought that was gross. Now, let me tell you this. I think I would have done it, but I never did. There was always a switch. There was always a oh, uh, another another ball, s- of, another ball of gum. So, so you never actually did it. I never actually did it. See, I don't think I could do it. I, I don't know. I I feel like I again, like I said, that so kind of stuff doesn't bother me. But that's but, different because you, that's that's saliva from bubble gum going right into your mouth. Mm-hmm. I, they do distill it, and I did. I chose to read on ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. It did say that the. Uh, Transmission of microorganisms and germs <laughs> are reduced because of the heat in the distillation process and could get rid of most of it, but not yeah. all of it. And then um, further, I learned that spit is traditionally used to distill alcohol because the enzyme in the saliva extracts active ingredients in the plant. Well, there you go. So apparently, if anyone's ever had some of this stuffs we've probably drank someone's spit before it's amazing that's disturbing it's wonderful this is why we peruse the news this is why we peruse the news what's your next one uh the 75th gold globe awards happened last night um okay i don't care a bit about the golden globe awards me either moving on but there were a couple things that happened (laughs) that i thought maybe we would talk about okay um because honestly, it is the worst award show. Like, it's so weird that this is an important award show. And we could go into detail on that at some other time. But maybe on Sif Pop. Number one, very quickly, Natalie Portman had the best line of the night. I don't know if you saw this, but I wanted to mention it. She's introducing the directors, and there's been a big stink because, it, like, uh, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, who we just talked about, didn't get nominated. Um, you know, several others as well. So she introduced them as, here is your list of all male directors. <laughs> just just said it, you know, and it wasn't on the teleprompter or anything. And the place went nuts. I mean, it was just like, you know, and she was pre- she was presenting with Ron Howard and he he just he laughed and kind of nodded his head or what. Anyways, it was just kind of one of those moments. Good for and you, Natalie. What, and what I love about it is she didn't like she wasn't even saying anything political. She just made a true statement. And when you can make a true statement 
and it blows people's minds like that, you know you're saying something important. I just mm-hmm. thought that was a really interesting, you know, because think of it, she was just, it was factual. Here are the all-male list of directors, you know? It wasn't like she even put an opinion on it. So, although obviously she did put an opinion on it in the mm-hmm. sub Because she didn't say here is a list of directors with noses. Uh, right, exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, it was a gender statement. The other thi- And good for you. The other thing that uh, that happened that night was Oprah gave a speech, and it was incredible. It was mind-blowing. Why? Um, it was just so powerful. It was about empowering young women. It was, you know, it was just really beautiful, and uh, that's the one, I've, the other thing I've seen floating around. And with it, and maybe this is the news we could talk about, she is now saying, she's talking to close friends about what it would mean to run for president in 2020. Oprah? Oprah. Well, if we're ready for anything <laughs> after Trump, I'm pretty sure we'd all be open to Oprah. I mean... Did she say it? Not in the speech. But people were talking afterwards about how amazing the speech was and how, you know, presidential she was in giving <gasps> it. And- if she becomes president, will we all get prizes? <laughs> Because I'm so down for that. And you get freedom of speech. And, and you, you get, get freedom, freedom of, speech. of speech. And you get freedom of speech. Uh, my last peruse the news is just an interesting thing about this man from Tennessee who discovered the largest prime number known to humankind. It is 23 million digits long. Mm-hmm. But he didn't find it with his own brain. He was using a computer and he was running software for 14 years before he discovered it. It took a piece of computer software 14 years to find the next prime number. Yep. And it's he did it. It's mind blowing. Uh, 14 years ago, he well, he's a part of this group called the Great Internet. I don't know how to pronounce this word. M-E-R-S-E-N-N-E. S-E-N-N-E? Yeah, it's like Mersenne. Yeah, sure. Prime search. Sounds like a French word to me. I think this is one of those things where, like, they just wanted to have, make Maybe sure. it's a name. They wanted it to say GIMPs, and so they did. Because <laughs> that's what, a.k.a. GIMPs, the GIMPs group, uh, which is thousands of volunteers that run software on their personal computers to crunch numbers day in and day out, searching for the next prime number. And the winner would get $100,000, and he thought, why not? Who cares? And he just put it on his computer, and then 14 years later, cutching. What's the highest prime number you can think of? One. <laughs> no, no, no. 17. Because we talked about that on the on our radio show. So I feel like that one I know. Yeah, 17, 19, right? 19 is a prime number. Nothing goes into that. You with me? I lost you on I lost you on 19 on the very next one. Marin Mersen. Marin, uh, French and polymath. Polymath person. Did I not call it? Totally did. I said it sounds French, and I said it maybe it's a name, and it's a French name. <laughs> You're totally right. Bow to my amazing perceptive oh, skills. In mathematics, a mersenne, and again, I apologize if I'm pr- mispronouncing that, is a prime number that is one less than a power of two. That is, oh, interesting. It's a prime number from the form m n equals two n minus one. I don't understand. I that. don't know. What here's what that I under. Means. Here's what I understand. I don't. Uh, the fact that we found so many prime numbers, over like 50 million of them, is mind-blowing to me. Because the higher you get up in these numbers, it's almost impossible for another number not to go into it. Because every prime number then eliminates every every multiplication of that number. So if 17 is a prime number, well, 34 isn't. you know. And so it's like every time you have a new prime number, you eliminate this entire list of numbers. It's, it's known, a really fascinating it's thing. It's known as the Mersenne prime discovered. 
So it's a special it's a special kind of number, I guess. Yeah. Y'all, anyway. I find that that kind of stuff fascinating. It's fascinating to me. In the chat, they're asking what kind of purpose it serves. So in the article that I was looking at, they kind of just briefly went over that because I guess the mathematical discovery is blowing people's minds. But as somebody who doesn't appreciate math as much as I should, um, they're saying that it's going to help with computer science, with internet security. That's what I was going to say. The discovery of a new number can kind of basically encryption. Encryption. Encryption is a big thing because it makes it much more difficult to encrypt a number that is only divisible by itself. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah. So now we know. There you go. What's your final one? Um, Well, they gave away the Mega Millions Powerball winner. Have the has person come forward yet? Uh, they haven't come forward yet, but the person who won eleven dollars on HQ trivia came forward and lost her mind. She did. Did you see that? Oh yes. So this lady, if you don't know what HQ trivia is, it's an app. I didn't know before this video. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I actually play this now because it's on Android. It just released for Android last week. Last night's game, by the way, broke records. One point five million people played in last night's All game at the same time. At the same time, yeah. It's like the new Pokemon Go. It's crazy. <laughs> so the the problem, I guess say problem, but here's this comes back to the story. The more people that play, the more likely that they're going to get all 12 questions right. And so the more people are dividing the prize because that's how it works. Whoever gets all 12 questions right divides the, the cash prize uh, to win. So in last night's $10,000 game, which on the weekend sometimes they're $10,000, usually they're 2000 so even in a ten thousand dollar game, well, you know, when a thousand people win, well, it's only ten bucks a piece, you know. So it just it's kind of bringing that total winnings down. But she lost her mind, like she had won the you know the Powerball jackpot, and you know the total was like eleven bucks and sixty three cents or something. I highly recommend you search for a woman goes in crazy after winning eleven dollars. It's a hilarious video of her screaming and freaking out and when you hear it it sounds like she's like dying or something but when you see it she collapses on the floor she's laughing she's gasping for air she just can't even believe it and she must just be a very emotional person because then the creator of the game or somebody like the president of the game Mm -hmm. or whatever tweeted back after watching the video that she was like the queen of the game even though the year just started the next day they put her they showed her video in the game itself like they (laughs) they highlighted it and and that kind of thing so So then there was another video of her like emotionally crying like because she was so touched by it so she just must be an emotional person it was probably the host scott everybody loves the quiz master he's the best having no idea i've never played the game i i don't know scott yeah he's on every once in a while they have kind of a rotating group of hosts at least they do now so I think you should play. I definitely think you should try it once or twice. It's kind of fun. You can't even cash out until you get 20 bucks. Yeah. So she freaked out for 11 <laughs> she, and she can't she even have it. She freaked out for $11 she's probably never going to <laughs> <Yeah>. see. <laughs> yeah. Unless she wins again. <laughs> she probably never will. Uh, it's That's still amazing. a lot of fun. Oh, by the way, if you do download it and play, uh, my referral is Aaron Dicer. A-A-R-O-N-D-I-C-E-R. You must get money. Uh, no, I get a free life. Oh. So for everybody that uses that referral. So. Aaron Dicer. Yeah, HQ Trivia. HQ it's just my name. It's your name. It's your name. Well, there you go. News has been perused. Done and doodoo. Before we get to the big announcement, uh, just a reminder that this podcast is on a podcast network that is fan funded. So Isn't that fun? Every episode comes because you and others just like you support it with just a few bucks a month. We started doing this a few years ago um, and with a promise to release um, more uh, podcasts that you can listen to every day throughout the week. And we didn't realize at the time that that would mean also acquiring other podcasts. And we have had the guys from Horrible Movie Podcast join us and their team. So they are now part of Studio DNA. 
helping us to rebrand everything. Uh, we're going to be redoing Patreon soon. So we've got all these kind of fun things that are happening and all of that and the podcast and everything that we do is literally only possible because of people giving three bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, whatever you can do. So being fan funded means that we are incredibly humble every single day we come into work. This is our passion project. We love doing this with you guys. So thank you for your support. If you want to support, go to patreon.com slash studio DNA, which is the name of the podcast network, studio DNA, S-T-U-D-I-O, DNA and uh, you can support for whatever you feel like supporting and you'll get those bonus episodes for every episode of the podcast on the network as well as if you've been hearing ads at the beginning and end uh, that Spreaker puts on there to help us out as well uh, you'll get those eliminated because you'll have your own podcast feed uh, without the advertising and with the bonus episodes so again three bucks a month get you started on all that at patreon.com slash studio DNA now for some interesting news. Uh, I do want to say, because it was asked in the chat and I should have mentioned, yeah, it's completely free to play. The oh, HQ trivia, yeah, it's com- free to download. You don't have to pay for the game. And then every game is free to play. It's also free to listen to this podcast, too. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do the big announcement. <laughs> Man. You're getting there. Yeah, it's I just not gotta, bad I just for work a few minutes. It. I mean, you've only been working on it for a few minutes. You're getting all right. So when we first started the Studio DNA Podcast Network, as mentioned just a minute ago, um, we wanted to put out weekly content. And our fans support us to put out weekly content. In fact, we do three, four shows? Mm-hmm, just four, four shows on the network. Four weekly shows right now. Uh, so we want... Because of the support on the site, it kind of when it gets to a certain level, we add another show. So that's what we've been doing so far. And our main kind of show that starts everything is this show. This is Shoe the Dough Podcast. This is where everything kind of started. And from it has launched other podcasts like Sif Pop and New Music, New Music Digest. Digest. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have decided to do something a little new this year and let Shoot the Dough launch another podcast. So what we're going to do, and this is the big announcement, is we have landed on a format we like during Shoe with looking at news that's going on in our world over the course of the week. A.K.A. Peruse the News. Peruse the News is becoming the next Studio DNA podcast. So it will become a weekly podcast where we look at whatever news has happened in the past week. We'll have we'll still have our story time, have some fun, kind of the stuff that uh, that you're used to. But the primary part of the podcast, it'll probably be around a half hour or so uh, each week, will be to for each of us to pick three stories that we wanted to talk about, whether it's because we think they're funny or interesting or important. And uh, to chat about them on Peruse the News. So, so you've been hearing this on Shoe the Dough for a while because we've kind of experimented with it. And Shoe the Dough will continue to be a place where we experiment with show segments. But this time, we're actually going to be replacing the time slot of Shoe the Dough with Peruse the News. And that's the, really the announcement. The announcement is that Shoe the Dough is not going away, but it's no longer going to be our weekly podcast correct so our weekly podcast that we're going to be recording on mondays with you on spreaker lives you can hear them all live all that stuff will now be called peruse the news and we will do the peruse the news segment as a new podcast and shoe the dough then will show up every once in a while when we have an interview that we want to do or have a special segment that we want to do have a deeper discussion those kind of things Uh, you'll see a lot of that on shoe the dough or if we have something we want to experiment with if we have a new idea for a podcast or if we have something fun we just want to do for a few minutes uh, you may see uh, shoe the dough continue to pop up 
every month or so, or just every once in a while. Who knows, Who knows what when shoe will come through? Who knows when we'll want to uh, shoe another dough? So, so it's going to feel a little different for us because we've been shoeing the dough so regularly with you guys, but really it's just the next segment launch. And it kind of just feels like the best evolution of what's been happening on the mm-hmm. show. So thank you again for your support and for your excitement. Uh, the Peruse the News podcast is not live yet. So nope. if you go search for it right now, you're not going to find it. We will let you know when it goes live. And that's the other part of the announcement is this will be a process. We we obviously have a lot of things we're doing with a very small amount of people helping us do it. Uh, so it will be a process. Uh, we will continue, obviously, to make content every week in this you know time slot when we can. Uh, and so, but as far as getting that podcast live, what that looks like, all that kind of stuff should happen here over the next month or so. Yep. Shouldn't take too long, but Aaron's traveling and it's true. And I don't know how to do it. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta ask, I gotta ask our crew. Maybe producer Phil knows. Listen, if Who you, knows? if you make a good trumpet noise, if you just learn how to do that, <laughs> no, you went back to an elephant. <laughs> that is, that is a dying elephant and it makes me very sad. <laughs> I really got to work on that. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, this is not Shoe the Doe signing off. This is Shoe the Doe just shifting gears a little bit. Yeah. So we don't know when the shoe will have another episode in this particular feed. Join us on Peruse the News. Make sure you're following the feed at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. You'll see all the podcasts on our network there. You can also follow Twitter. We'll be announcing things on Twitter and any kind of social media platform. There's also, I guess I'll throw this out there too. I'm not sure when I'll be able to get all this up and live. Uh, I don't think we're going to necessarily make it a podcast that's on the network, uh, but my 60-second radio movie reviews are also on our speaker now. So oh. they aren't they aren't live, but each week I'll put up another, once that once that's live, you should be able to hear those if you're interested in those as well. Those are my 60-second radio reviews. And seriously, if you want to keep up to date on the most uh, recent and important news Try to follow us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Even if you can just give a buck a month, we do announcements for our Patreon supporters before anything else. So Yeah, absolutely. Patreon.com slash Studio DNA. Uh, appreciate that. There was something else I wanted to... Oh, website. StudioDNA.media is live, right? So let us know what you think about it, what could make it better, what you like about it. We'd love to kind of, you know, spend these next couple months really fine-tuning it, making it, you know... Uh, what what you would expect from you know going to a place where all these podcasts live. So again, the website is studiodna.media, not dot com. Nope, there's no dot com anywhere. We've moved beyond the com. <laughs> beyond the com. We're going into the future. Studiodna.media. If you want to check that out. Yeah, we would love your feedback. Well, that's it for today. That's the shoe of the dough. And thank you again so much for joining us. If you would like to join us for a live taping of any of the podcasts on the Studio DNA Podcast Network, be sure to follow the feed at Spreaker.com. You can get your free tickets. Your free ticket. <laughs> uh, Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can just search for Studio DNA in the Spreaker app. It's a great way to connect with us. You can leave a comment on any episode there. Uh, actually, with the shows being live, people who comment during the live show, uh, you can respond to even those comments because uh, those comments stay on the episodes now. So uh, it's kind of nice. I really like the interactivity stays there. And yeah, you it's can really kind of see what happened. So, you can tell that we're not lying about comments that happened during the show. <laughs> that's right. You can actually see them there. They're really there. 
Uh, also, as mentioned, patreon.com slash studio DNA. Uh, again, that'll remove any ads uh, that you hear before and after the show uh, that come from Spreaker. It will also give you your own feed for all the bonus content, all that kind of fun stuff. We also want to make sure that we thank you for your support of us at patreon.com slash shoot the dough. Shoot the dough. I'm sorry. Patreon.com slash studio DNA. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, we have a lot of fun with people that are there specifically. We want to throw shout outs from time to time. So thanks to Bonnie. We haven't thanked her in a while. Uh, other shout outs to throw uh, the creator of the shoot the dough theme song. That's. Chris Tilly. And to our favorite producer ever. Producer Phil! I guess we should say... Motown Philly! Back again. <laughs> no, you're going to keep going? Phil Connor! <laughs> That's from Groundhog Day. So, BDG is also a producer on our... We can't he say produces New Music Digest. We can't say our favorite ever podcaster because then we would have producer? to fight them. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Fight! 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 Anyway, thank you, <laughs> Producer Phil, for all of your help um, and all of your support. We couldn't do this without you. And finally, the other only other thing I would say is if you have somebody you know uh, that you think might enjoy the show, let them know about it. Maybe they don't know how to do podcasts. Maybe just give them a little crash course. Uh, do it for them even. Just get it on their phone. Um, it's a great way to kind of spread the love. So uh, let them know about Shoe the Dough and other podcasts on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. And we found that's the biggest way that we get new fans is when somebody they love says, hey, you might really like this. So if somebody's popping in your brain, let them know. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.